Good morning and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and follow the podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Megaphone app. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis. On today's episode, we are continuing our top 10 or so prospects from this year's NHL 2020 draft class. And yesterday we went through the top three, which I think most people don't really have too many um, arguments against in terms of Sportsnet's rankings, which is what we're looking at. Of course, Alexis Lafreniere is first overall, and then there's Quentin Byfield, and after them was Tim Stutzla, which you could maybe debate a little bit, but generally speaking, these top five, top ten rankings are are fairly within the range of what people are thinking of. And up next, we actually have another uh, Swedish winger. This one is Alexander Holtz. And this guy, I think, is a bit more of a complicated pick because there are some things about his game that definitely need quite a bit of work. As far as players who are project players in this top 10 round, I, I think that you have to think that Holtz is probably the one with the most boomer bust potential as far as goal-scoring wingers are concerned. When I say boomer bust as it uh, pertains to Holtz, I don't mean in the sense that he's going to completely flame out at the NHL level and not be a productive player. I actually think that Holtz is going to be a phenomenal goal scorer because I think, you know, as far as central traits go, Holtz has one of the best pure releases in this draft class. This guy seems to really get into those greasy spaces, and he can take a shot from almost any angle and have it go in. His wristers and releases all have these unbelievable um, velocity, exit velocities on the puck that just seem to whip past goalies, and you don't even see it. I mean, the puck moves so quickly, it's gone in the back of the net before the goalie even has a chance to react. He can go easily near a post and just rip it right through the pads, or he can go up high, top corner. I mean, he basically has the entire net to work with. And no matter what part of the goalie is shielding that section of the net, even then, it's still not quite safe because his release is is hard, it's fast, and it's accurate. Where Holt starts to come into question is probably, uh, you know, I I think Will Scouching said it best in his scouting report, um, and he described him in a couple of different ways. If you've never seen the scouting report, Will always has, like, these different categories to break down a prospect's different traits and tools, Um, stuff like their hockey IQ, passing, and and that sort of stuff. And what I kind of saw and what Will also pointed out was that in a lot of ways he doesn't really have great defensive awareness. He's definitely not a lazy player, it's just that he has trouble tracking defensive, you know, uh, assignments and, and keeping guys on the perimeter track throughout their progressions as they cycle around. And I think that one thing that stood out to me in a lot of the highlight footage is that Holtz is less of a direct play driver. That, I think, says a lot about his particular game, which does have some underrated passing and vision. I I think that he is able to pull off um, routes to his line mates that are actually not particularly easy. I wouldn't say, like, he's like a high-end passer like some of the other players are. Um, He's definitely not a Byfield or a Lafreniere. But when he needs to make a play to his line mates because his own shooting lanes are being marked too tightly, he's not afraid to demonstrate those skills. That said, I don't think that that is a primary aspect of his game. I think Holtz, for the most part, is looking to take those shots and score goals. What Will did find was that he actually takes, uh, among the top Swedish prospects this year, the fewest amount of actual shots and surrenders the most scoring chances against, which is... You know, one of those situations that you probably want him to improve. 
I think in a lot of ways, he right now is kind of where Kyle Connor is. I compared Connor to somebody in yesterday's class. It might have been De Stutzla, but I, I think Holtz is actually more in line with the kind of issues that Kyle Connor has, especially in the defensive zone coverages, because, you know, Holtz is one of those kids who is, is definitely trying to get forward and push up the ice, but in his own end sometimes struggles, I think, with more complicated overlaps, uh, puck cycles, and he just doesn't seem to have quite enough to get on those defensive coverages where he needs to consistently man mark and chase the puck carrier without overextending himself. The frustrating thing is some of this stuff isn't really available on highlights footage, so you really do have to kind of look at uh, Will's reports because these are the only areas where you're actually going to find any of the tracking that shows more of Holtz's game than just fancy goal scoring. Because like if you watch his highlights, all you're going to see is, is like a really potent goal scorer who can score from almost any angle in front of the net. I kind of think that does mask some of Holtz's uh, bigger shortcomings, but you know, as far as his edge work is concerned, I think his skating is fine. He seems to be able to have decent top-end speed. His acceleration is all right. He's not going to be the kind of guy who uh, cuts to the outside and immediately beats a defender with a, a rapid step. He's not that kind of skater. I think what he does have is just a really solid engine that allows him to get into the positions where his release is going to take over for the most goal-scoring threat. Holtz is definitely not a complete player, but I think that when you kind of look at his ability to attack space and the you know, you know sheer threat of his release and the fact that he is competent enough in other areas of the ice, um, you know, I think it's one of the situations where he definitely is worth a first-round pick. I'm not sure if I'm really sold on the concept of taking him at fourth overall. I think that that is probably a bit too high, just first blush. I would imagine that there are probably some more complete prospects with you know similar traits and effective goal-scoring ability without having to work as hard to get those other areas of the game back into position. I could be wrong, but I, I do think I would probably take him after a couple of other guys. I think that he is definitely among the Swedish prospects, for instance, you know, probably third best or second best. I just think that there are too many other guys that I would probably like a little bit more before going after Holtz. Now, if a team does draft Holtz, I think you are looking at a clear top six goal scorer. That I don't think is going to be in question. The real bigger issue is whether or not his defensive awareness and his ability to track defensive play is going to allow him to be um, a bit better in that end. He is probably not going to turn into a dominant play-driving winger, which I think is fine. You do want guys who are pure goal scorers on your team, but it just means that you have to be a bit more careful in how you deploy them. You know, Winnipeg has a tendency to put Kyle Connor on, like, the penalty kill, which I think really highlights his defensive deficiencies rather than shows off his speed. And that is something that Holtz is, is definitely not going to be doing anytime soon, I would imagine. If he does round out his game a bit more and, and just becomes even break-even as far as offensive or, or defensive impact is concerned, I think that that is a pretty good result for a guy who has a release that's definitely capable of scoring at almost any situation. He definitely has top-line potential, and if he achieves his ceiling and, and really hits all the right notes, I mean, you're going to be, you know, very happy if you take Holtz anywhere in this first round because he's going to be an absolute menace in front of the net. Speaking of being a satisfied customer, if you shop at rockauto.com, satisfaction is all you'll ever feel. rockauto.com is a family-run business that has over 20 years of experience within the automotive industry. Their consistently low-priced products have been available to everyone from amateur enthusiasts to the more experienced automotive industry experts. Whether you need a new car floor mat or a new engine control module, rockauto.com has your back. 
With their easy-to-use website interface, there's no question about what kind of make, model, and year you're looking at. You can always be sure that the part you want, if it's in stock, is the right part for your car. And best of all, you can skip the lines waiting at retail brick-and-mortar shops while they do the ordering for you. RockAuto.com saves you time and money, sometimes between 30 to 50% off retail in-store prices for the same auto car parts. If you place an order with them, be sure to write the words locked on in the How Did We Do box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The next guy on our list is going to be one of the few older prospects that we see in this particular draft class, and this kid is Marco Rossi. And if you've seen any of Marco's play, you probably know why he's ranked as one of the best talents in this year's draft class. The best way I can describe him is... is like if you made Johnny Goudreau a two-way forward with you know such versatility that he could be used on the penalty kill, um, that he can be used on the power play, and that he's basically an all-situational kind of forward, I think you might be looking more at kind of what Rossi is. Now, unlike Goudreau, Rossi is not the world's most prolific goal scorer. In this shortened season, he definitely did score quite a few goals, uh, 39 to be exact. But overall, I think where Rossi really shines is in his ability to facilitate play and be a gifted puck distributor and just generally an offensive threat that has all of these different tool sets within his belt that he can just deploy at, at will, really. The first thing that you notice about him is that he has an unbelievable engine to get you know up and down the ice as need be. He's happy to chase down puck carriers and you know force turnovers and strip the puck to create his own chances. He'll lead breakouts. He'll look for line mates to spearhead a, a, a neutral zone transition. Rossi just seems to be able to do everything and do it really well. His vision is great. His stick handling is great. His passing and distribution are great. He has, you know, such a great foundation for him to basically use the rest of his offensive tool sets and his high IQ to set up plays in the offensive zone. While I did say that he's not quite the prolific goal scorer that someone like Goudreau is, what he does do is have this nasty inside cut where he can essentially, you know, slip between a couple of layers of defensive coverage and deke in and out to get in front of the net and create a high danger scoring chance. Even if he's not the one to put the puck in the net, it definitely opens up his linemates to cash in on a juicy rebound. He has that extra bit of flair that allows him to, you know, essentially fool a, a defender who is tightly marking him. You know, you might have him behind the net and think that you're good, but he suddenly lays it off behind your back with like a ridiculous feed towards the front of the, you know, goal mouth where somebody else is waiting to just tap it in. Rossi is that dude, and I think that despite his undersized uh, frame, he is such a nasty little bulldog in the corners. This guy is a hound for puck retrievals. And he's actually able to capitalize on those pucks that he does retrieve with his impeccable vision and his ability to create space and be in the right spots himself. This year, in 56 games, he had 120 points. 120 points in 56 games. I don't care how old he is. The fact that he was able to do this in a shortened season is absolutely astounding. I am kind of curious to know what exactly his future holds because this is one of the most explosive offensive talents in this year's draft class. But the fact that he's able to be a, a versatile two-way pivot and probably be flexed out to wing when you need him, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, it's just a rare uh, skill set and a really surprisingly well-rounded and, and quote, end quote, mature game for a kid who, you know, I think a lot of people are going to immediately see his points totals, and that's going to stick out to them first. I would probably rank him above, uh, you know, Alexander Holtz for sure. I think that he is definitely in the conversation of being closer to, like, a Quinton Byfield. 
even if he may not exactly be on that same talent tier. What I do notice about Rossi is that he has excellent mobility, which allows him to essentially maintain strong control of the puck, kind of evade uh, opposing challenges, and find those open passing lanes or line mates in really tough positions. But because he has the skill set that he does, he's able to find those uh, opportunities and turn them into you know, converted scoring chances. He's also been noted to have pretty good balance, and I, I've seen in some of the footage where he's essentially resisting what you might call a tackle in the corner, and he's able to just, just kind of work his way out of it, maintain control of the puck, and still keep those plays that might have been busted a few seconds earlier alive just that bit longer to, to convert the scoring chance. I mean, this is a kid who has all the drive and determination of a really hardworking, what someone might call a grinder, but the skill sets of a top six attacker. I think that that makes him a uniquely suited threat for what the NHL demands these days. And the fact that you can also trust him with more defensive uh, uh, deployments, especially on like the penalty kill, I have to think that this is somebody who just brings all of the right elements to the game that an NHL team is going to love. He has kind of bounced up and down the top 10 rankings a little bit. I think he has been as high as 5th. Uh, most people have him around the 7 to 9 range. I really think he could go top 5, and whoever takes him top 5 should be thrilled with what he brings because he is a surefire NHLer and very possibly a superstar. I don't know what kind of superstar yet. Sometimes I think of him almost like a, a sort of a Brad Marchand kind of player. Not quite the same game, though. Marchand is certainly an agitator and a phenomenal goal scorer, and Rossi might be uh, a little bit different stylistically, but in terms of their ability to work well along the walls, maintain balance and control of the puck, and find their line mates for excellent scoring opportunities, I think that Marchand's particular approach to the game as a smaller forward, but somebody who is very strong on the puck, might be reminiscent of what Rossi could potentially bring. I use Marchand because somebody actually compared him from the Ottawa 67's management team to Patrice Bergeron, and I'm not quite sure that I, I see it that way, but I think Marchand might be a little bit closer. Much like Marco Rossi's variety to his approach to hockey, so too will you find the same level of variety in Built Bar's protein bar offerings. If you've never had a Built Bar, it's a lot more like a candy bar with a nice chocolate coating outside and a soft interior. You've got nearly two dozen flavors to choose from, eight of which are nut-free if you've got allergies. I highly recommend the raspberry chocolate and the mint chocolate flavors, but if you're really not quite sure and you want to give a few a try, they also have a sampler box and a build-your-own box that you can try if you want to give a little bit more of a, a sampling of their entire selection because they've got some really fun flavors. They've got like peanut butter chocolate, German chocolate cake, and then even you know banana nut bread as a flavor. And what's better than the taste, which is already excellent, is that most Built Bars are 170 calories or less and around 6 to 7 grams of fat with around 30% of your daily protein intake. It's hard to find a good protein bar that tastes good and is good for you, but Built Bar does both in spades. And right now you can take 50% off your order during their inventory clearance sale. If you're a first-time buyer, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for $10 off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. The last guy we're going to cover in this uh, edition of the Draft Podcast Review is probably one of the more intriguing prospects because he is a defender who doesn't really have a high-end defensive peer to be drafted after him. He's, I think by most accounts, considered the top defender in this class, and it's not really close. I am referring to Jamie Drysdale, and Drysdale is an interesting player because of a couple of different traits, and I think the first one that people usually ascribe to him is his skating. He's a very smooth, strong skater, and he doesn't really need to have a whole lot of lower body movement to make an efficient play. 
He can essentially just glide through his progressions while finding open line mates with what I think is a really fantastic passing uh, skill set. When I saw him make passes on assists for goals and just to set up his line mates, I thought of him as like an attacking winger. He seemingly displays excellent vision and I really feel like his distribution, especially from wide areas, tends to be a lot better than you might expect. He's somebody who definitely likes to drop low towards the face-off circles and kind of curl around that perimeter without going behind the net necessarily. He also will cut inside to take a nice shot from around the face-off circles, and his release is pretty decent. It's not like an elite high-end finish, but he has the ability to score a nice goal here and there. He seems like a really well-rounded two-way defenseman with a nice offensive instinct and an ability to attack space pretty effectively. Because of his smarts and his really strong edge work, as well as his uh, really solid approach to how he attacks space in the offensive zone, I really see him as a very complete defender. This is the guy who is the you know modern-day archetypal defenseman, but with some added flash and flair. And I, I just like that he has so many different attacking tool sets married to a really good uh, foundational physical trait set, as well as skill sets. He's somebody who already looks like a pro at such a young age, and I think that he'll have an immediate impact once he's drafted and assigned to an AHL or NHL team. From the defensive highlights I could find, which there aren't many, and most of them are kind of like him managing odd man situations in 3-on-3 overtime or something else, what I did notice is that he's, uh, he's not somebody who necessarily engages physically a lot. Like, he will definitely go into corners, and he will pursue puck carriers, but what I tend to think is that he's more somebody who likes to cut off passing lanes and and essentially gap control a lot more. Now, somebody did indicate that on one-on-ones, he's more likely to use stick pokes and kind of use stick work rather than shoving somebody off the puck. He's definitely not afraid to get physical, it's just that that's not particularly his style of game, and he doesn't exactly have a huge frame either. He's somebody who is more comfortable using hand-eye coordination to try and force that turnover rather than just bulldozing his way through. It'll be interesting to see how that particular style of defensive play kind of translates to the NHL because we've definitely seen guys like Toby Enstrom who are able to do the same kind of thing while using really excellent body positioning to cut off either passing lanes or head off skating lanes where guys are trying to attack along the flanks. Drysdale definitely has top four potential, uh, you know, certainly top pairing potential also within his reach. I think that he is a very well-rounded defensive prospect and he shows a lot of offensive attacking skill sets that not many blue liners possess. I think that his passing is so good that he could easily be deployed uh, you know, further deeper into the offensive zone, and he'll be an effective power play manager as well. They definitely think that he's going to be a power play quarterback, and I feel like he can also kind of cycle around a power play zone because of his... I think he's got a versatile skill set that allows him to do a lot of different positions and you know, essentially be a really fluid skater, whether he's an attacker or a defender in equal measure. His top gear is pretty solid, and his acceleration is also very solid, and I just, I, I find very few holes in this game, other than the fact that he maybe wants to get a little bit stronger so he can engage more physically and win those harder-to-win puck battles along the walls. Other than that, though, I think that you're looking at somebody who has the potential to be an elite blue liner, and I feel like all around his skill set and his traits just make him such a tantalizing pick. If this wasn't a year in which we had, you know, Lafreniere and tons of other really high-end forwards, I think that he would probably be ranked higher than 7th or 8th, even ninth. But, you know, others' misfortune is going to be somebody's blessing because Drysdale is one of the best defensemen of this class and one of the best defensemen that's come around in some time. He's somebody who seems like he has it all, and I feel like no matter where you take him, you're not going to be disappointed with what he gives you. 
Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Before you log off, be sure to check out our Locked On NHL National podcast, hosted by Sarah Avampado. Have a great night, and go Jets go!